What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Talk and Fit. As always, if you get value out of this episode, feel free to share it. Please share it. Share it to your uh, Instagram page, your Facebook page. Share the link. Tag me. Uh, we're just going through some numbers at the end of the year. And uh, most of the new listeners came in through direct sharing from other listeners. So a lot of the a lot of new listeners that I've gotten this year, I have to thank my old listeners for sharing it out. So if you're someone who's never shared this podcast before, you've never sent the link to someone, you've never shared it to your Instagram story, go ahead and do that because you could be helping grow the podcast. And if you do that, I genuinely appreciate it. If you're not getting value out of these episodes, then please let me know what I can talk about, what questions I can answer to give you the most value. Let me know, why are you not sharing it? Is it my voice? <laughs> is it the information isn't that good? Or is it maybe you're just not really a sharer? Maybe you're just not someone who likes to share things. Uh, let me know what the barrier there is, and we can hopefully figure out a solution for you to share it out there. Because I genuinely appreciate it, and just the numbers show that it actually does help grow the podcast. Now, speaking of podcasts and content in general, um, you guys know that I produce or try to produce a, a decent amount of content and i think that it's a it's an area of my profession that is kind of weird because it's something that you kind of have to do if you want to grow but it's finding a balance between uh you know it's it's like it's more of a perception thing i think when people are making a lot of content the assumption is that's all they do, that they're like a content creator. And I am definitely not a content creator. I think that's like the weirdest uh, weirdest job uh, in the world. Um, I, someone who creates content that tries to help people and also just helps spread the word about my coaching business, obviously. Now, at the end of the day, though, uh, my clients come first. My, my actual day-to-day tasks come first. And one of those tasks is content, but most of my tasks are involved in coaching my clients, having conversations with them, engaging with them, doing their check-ins, updating their programs, updating their nutrition uh, protocols, you know, making their programs and making their nutrition protocols when they're a new client, having consult calls with potential clients, doing my in-person sessions with my in-person clients. Um, so sometimes the reason why I bring that up is because last week, or actually this is coming out in a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks ago, I didn't put out a podcast and that stuck with me. But I wanted to remind you guys that, you know, the content is not my main job and also kind of shift that into an analogy for fitness. Because imagine that, you know, let's say there's 52 weeks in a year. I probably put out at least one podcast for 50 out of 52 weeks. I think there was two weeks where I missed. And some of those weeks, I put out two podcasts a week. For a lot of those weeks, I put out two podcasts a week. Um, imagine if I said, well, this isn't working. I fucked up. I missed a week. Uh, I should just cancel the whole thing. This year, 79% of the people who listened to the podcast were new listeners that I got this year. 79% were new people that just started listening to, to the podcast this year, even though I've been doing it since 2021. Now, if I had stopped when I missed a week, I would have missed out on 79% of new listeners. So think about that realistically. I, if I missed one week and then stopped the podcast, 79% of the people who are listening to this right now wouldn't be listening to that because I missed a week and got mad. 
That's how your results work in the gym. That's how your results work with nutrition. If you are stopping every time you mess up, if you're quitting when you get discouraged, you could be potentially missing out on 79% of the results you're going to get by just being consistent, by just continuing to be consistent. So hope that analogy played. Hope that landed with you. Wasn't even planning on saying that and it just kind of came out. But I think it worked. So today, what I want to talk about is another analogy that also has to do with your approach to, I don't even want to say just weight loss. This is just your approach to improving your health, improving fitness, improving your body composition. If you want to lose weight, if you want to lose fat, if you want to get leaner, want to get more toned, or you just want to overall improve uh, the shape that you're in, don't water your grass when your house is on fire. Now, this analogy, if you didn't catch it, means don't focus on shit that doesn't matter when there's big shit going on that does matter. So break this down. You're in your house. You see smoke. There's a huge, now that, you know, something's going up in flames. So that sparks motivation, adrenaline. You get all gung-ho. You run outside. You grab your hose. You crank it on. And then you just turn around and start watering your glass while the watering your grass while the fire in your house is spreading. It makes no logical sense. It's actually pretty dumb to do that. And you're you got motivated by this big occurrence of fire in your house. And then you did an action that would conceivably help the problem, but you're just pointing it in the wrong direction. So if you grab the hose and was water and was spraying it at the fire, you could conceivably put the fire out, but you're watering the grass. And now the reason why most people would do this in this analogy is because watering the grass is still solving a problem, but it's a smaller problem to have. And by turning your back to though your burning house and just focusing on your grass, you're just not addressing this huge issue that's going on. And you're able to focus on something small and it still seems productive, so it's distracting you, and you can still feel accomplished. This is how most people treat their fitness and their nutrition. They get very motivated by a big occurrence, meaning maybe they, you know, in some extreme cases, maybe they have a health scare, and they're like, I got to get myself in better shape. Or they see a picture of themselves like, oh man, I really got to lose weight. Or maybe they've been working out consistently for like, years and they're like i just like i'm not getting the results i i thought i would get uh i gotta switch things up and what happens is they get all motivated and they start watering their grass when their house is on fire now your house being on fire could mean different things for different people for a lot of people their house being on fire the big problem that they need to solve is usually these big behavioral things that we don't want to address or we don't know how to fix. So we focus on something smaller to keep ourselves busy, to distract ourselves and give ourselves the dopamine hit of being productive. For example, I've had clients or maybe not even clients necessarily, but just people in general who have helped and or reached out for help. And they're asking me questions about things that don't really matter or aren't going to help them solve their problem. 
and then they're ignoring these big things that they probably could do that would actually solve their problem. So, for example, in the, in the house fire analogy, they run outside, they grab a hose, and they're like, huh, what needs to get watered? My bushes, my grass, you know, where do I need to spray this water? And it's like, spray it at the fucking house. The house is on fire. What are you talking about? Right? But they're worrying about the grass and the bushes and where my flowers, where do I spray this water? Spray it at the fucking fire. Right? So to give you some examples of that, it's like when someone asks me, you know, I've always wondered, uh, you know, it, white rice or brown rice? Like, should I be eating brown rice? Is white rice going to make me fat? Like, you know, which one of these is better for me? But then you find out that they're drinking wine five nights a week. Like, the wine is the fire. The rice is the grass. Like, it doesn't matter if you eat brown rice or white rice. Eat whichever one you want. But stop drinking wine five nights a week, and you'll probably lose the weight you want to lose, right? If you're drinking a bottle of wine, you know, three to five nights a week, you're consuming 3,000 calories a week in wine, and you're worried about white rice or brown rice? Stop drinking the wine. That's the, that's the solution, right? Another one would be like when someone, when someone asks me for new recipes, like, I just need some new recipes. I need healthy recipes. You know, I, I just feel like I, it's hard to, to, to stay consistent because I just need new recipes. But then they're, you know, they're going out to eat three to five times per week. You know, three, five times a week, they're ordering out or they're going out to a restaurant. They're eating French fries and nachos and uh, drinking beer or they're getting things that they think are healthy, like an acai bowl, which is like 100 grams of sugar, or they're eating avocado toast, which is like, you know, 20 grams of fat, no protein. But then they're like, you know, I need recipes. You don't need recipes. You need to stop eating out so much and start cooking more food at home. That'll solve your problem at first, and then we can talk about recipes. But don't act like recipes is the problem. The problem is you're eating out too much. You got to stop eating out so much. That'll fix 80% of the issue, right? Another one is when someone, you know, is maybe they're they're a little bit more consistent, right? They, they're tracking their food. They are trying to make these changes, and then they're, they're freaking out. They're like, oh. I was supposed to eat 150 grams of protein yesterday, and I only got 132 grams. Or like I was aiming for 120, and I fell, I fell short. I only got 110, you know. And they're worried that that's going to ruin their results. But then you find out like they're tracking so meticulously during the week, but on the weekend they're going totally off the rails. They're worried about 10 or 15 grams off of protein, but then you know Friday night they're going out to eat. Saturday they're waking up kind of hungover. They're getting a you know a bagel with cream cheese and no protein at breakfast and then they're they're skipping lunch and then they're then they're going out to eat and they're starving so they're eating more than they should and but then monday comes they're like oh man i'm really stressed and i i don't know how to get this extra 10 grams of protein side note getting an extra 10 grams of protein is like the easiest thing in the world just add two ounces of lean meat to your day and you've and you now hit your protein goal uh have two extra egg whites in the morning and you'll be fine right but for most people they're just they're focusing on these little things and are ignoring the big things. Another one is, you know, what are some healthy snack options? What are healthy snacks? I need healthy snacks. You probably know what a healthy snack is, but your problem is that you're snacking too much. Stop snacking. Start eating full meals. If you're snacking all day long, you're never feeling full, and you've never actually taken the time to base your day around three to four balanced meals and you know planned ahead like that, healthy snacks is not going to solve your problem. Your problem is that you're not managing your time well and you're not prioritizing big balanced meals. Start prioritizing big balanced meals and then you won't need healthy snacks options anymore because you won't be hungry for snacks. You'll be full. One other one is uh, worrying about sugar in fruit. Like, 
oh, you know, I, I really, I get really stressed out about eating bananas or eating berries because I'm just saying, you know, I've been told there's too much sugar. But then this person is also has never eaten enough protein in their life. And on the weekends, they're eating ice cream and nachos and drinking wine and, you know, going to happy hour twice a week. And they're worried about eating fruit. It doesn't make any sense. So when it comes to solving your fitness or health or nutrition hurdles, a lot of times it's you're not addressing these big changes that could get you the results you want to get. And it's either because A, you think it's going to require too much work. B, you don't know how to fix it, which I think for a lot of people is not always true because I think it's they're usually pretty easy fixes, which leads to answer C, which is you don't want to fix it. So it's either you don't know how, you think it's going to be too much work, or you don't want to fix it. So for example, if someone is going to happy hour, you know, two nights per week, and then every weekend they're kind of eating whatever they want and not paying attention to their nutrition, it's not that they don't know how to fix that. It's that they think it's either going to be too much work, they think it's going to be too stressful or too they have to be too strict, which isn't the case, or they don't actually just want it. They don't, don't want to change that. They just want to keep doing things the way they've always been doing and they're looking for these other little mini solutions to like hopefully distract them or hopefully get them some results so they could feel better. You know, I, I had someone recently who was worried about, you know, meticulously like going through food logs and, and, and stuff like that and wanted me to like, you know, overly analyze and, and her, her lunches, her breakfasts, her dinners, you know, what could she be doing better? And I was like, well, that doesn't matter right now. What matters is that you're you're having eight to ten drinks every weekend, and you're eating out four nights a week. Uh, let's work on that first before we start worrying about whether you should have uh, five ounces of chicken or six ounces of chicken at lunch. Let's start reducing the alcohol. Let's start reducing eating out. That's the big stuff that we need to work on first. That and we start, you know getting your training program a little bit more efficient, that's going to get you 90% of the results. And she was like, oh, wow, thanks, right? That's what happens when you hire a coach. So in a situation where the house is on fire, if your tendency is to run outside and water your flowers when there's a massive fire going on in your house, you should probably call a firefighter, aka hire a coach. If you're someone who has a tendency to be overanalyzing, overcomplicating, and overly focusing on little nutritional things that don't matter, and you're not, and you're ignoring the big issues in your life because A, you don't know how to fix them, B, you think it's going to be too difficult to fix them, or C, subconsciously, you probably don't want to fix them, you probably need to hire someone to help you, or else you're going to continue to repeat those patterns. Because if you're listening to this right now, I'm sure you're guilty of it. Do you know why I know that? Because you're a human being, and that's how human beings are, because I'm guilty of it too. I've done the same shit. I've done it with nutrition. I've done it with training. I've done it with relationships. I've done it with business. We all do that. It's just it's just human nature. We're, we're, we want to feel like we're making a difference. We want to feel like we're, we're making a change, and, we, and we're, so we're focusing on the little small things that don't matter because we're, it's too scary to address the big things, right? Same thing, you know, in any other situation in life. Like with, um, let's say, you know, take workouts, for example. 
you know, people worry about like, is 30 minutes enough? Is 20 minutes enough? Is 45 minutes enough? Is 60 minutes too much? Like how oft, how many sets should I do? Like they're worried about like all these like little things and they're ignoring like, oh, hey, you never actually followed a program for, for you know, 48 weeks. You've never actually lifted more than 20 pounds in the gym. Uh, you're afraid to lift heavy. You've never actually gotten good at lifting weights. You're like you've never gotten good at the form of doing a lunge or doing a squat or doing a deadlift or doing a pull-up, right? Like if I think that if you're, let's say you're someone who, who's been working out regularly for a while, let's say you're a female <clears throat> and you've been working out for five years, right? But you still can't squat your body weight, then the issue isn't that you need to do more classes or you need to switch gyms or that you need to do more cardio. The issue is you probably haven't ever actually focused on getting stronger or working on your form. If you've been if you've been hopping from YouTube workout to YouTube workout or, you know, group studio fitness to group studio fitness and you have you know, a bunch of different memberships and you're going to hot yoga and Pilates and Orange Theory and uh, taking spin classes but you still can't properly do like a lunge without knee pain, that's where you need to work on. That's where you need the coaching. You don't need more stuff. You need to get better at the basics. So all this stuff is just getting better at the basics. If you are someone who continuously tends to water your grass when the house is on fire, let me know. I'm willing to help you out. But focus on the basics. Eat three to four balanced meals per day, meaning there's a lean protein, there's a starchy carb, and there's some sort of produce at most of them. Train hard. Train three to four days a week, mostly focused on the basic strength movements. Lunges, squats, deadlifts, rows, pushes, pulls. Get strong at those and stick to the same program for at least four to eight weeks at a time so you can see yourself progress. Try to get eight to 10,000 steps a day. Focus on these basic principles, right? Balanced meals, protein focused, lift weights progressively, get more steps. It covers 90% of the issues. Reduce eating out, reduce alcohol. Those are the things we need to work on. It's not white rice versus brown rice. It's not how do I get that extra 10 grams of protein? It's not new recipes. It's not healthy snack options. It's not the sugar and fruit. It's the big things that are causing your house to be on fire, and we need to stop watering our grass when our house is on fire. Hopefully that analogy landed. Um, thank you for listening, and let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. I'll talk to you guys later.